get a book done. Package up your knowledge and your expertise so that it can go out and do the selling for you. You'll immediately begin to free up time that'll allow you to create some of these other higher level ways to uh, deliver leverage in the business. Hey friends, it's Steve. If I offered to write a client getting book for you in just 60 days, would you take me up on it? I've recorded a 15 minute video showing you our magnetic author method and explaining how it all works. It's up now at magneticauthor.co slash video. You're listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon, and I am so excited to be with you today. Today, we're going to be talking about a really important topic, installing leverage in your business. We're going to talk about how to create leverage inside of a service business. One of, I think, the most difficult businesses to create leverage in, and if you're a professional uh, and you, you've got a professional service firm, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about three ways to install leverage. And I'm going to tell you which one you should start on first. Okay. So this idea of leverage is really kind of intriguing, I think, to professionals you know, we, we get trained to do the work that we do. We spend all this time becoming expert in a particular field. And then, you know, we were told, we, you know, you're, you're to go out and to, to practice the profession. And that's great, but it requires your presence and your effort and the application of your unique knowledge. And all of that requires you to spend time. And you've got to spend time with your clients. You've got to spend time on their projects. All of that's great, but there's that fundamental constraint of time. And when we think about leverage, what we're really thinking about is how can I get more out of the business with less time invested? Okay. And I think there are really three ways that you can do that in a service business that are accessible to most people. So the first one of those ways is with business development. And I think this is accessible to everyone. I don't care what area that you practice in. This is something that you're absolutely able to take advantage of and you should be taking advantage of. It is one of the most time consuming activities in your business. Probably one that you don't enjoy doing as much as you enjoy doing other things which is true for most professionals. And it's, it's one where it actually benefits. You get better results when you do the things that you need to do to create the leverage than you would if you showed up in person. And so what we're really talking about here is, is taking the ideas that you're using to help the people that you help. We're talking about packaging those ideas and you know, distilling them down for people and packaging them in a way that they can be easily distributed and shared without you being present. So my favorite way to do that is by packaging them into a book. My second favorite way to do that is to do what we're doing right now, which is to put them into a podcast. And my third favorite way to do that is to create a signature presentation that I deliver either in person or in a webinar. 
And all of those are great, but I like the book best because it gives me the most leverage. I can write it once, and yes, there's an investment of time and energy and effort to do that. But then once it's written, that book has a long lifespan for the amount of time invested. So just to give you an example, we're on episode 242, if you're listening to this, with uh, the Unstoppable CEO podcast. And what that really means is that I've spent somewhere between... 45 minutes in an hour creating all 242 episodes. Now there we're probably a little bit shy of that because we've had, had a few reruns here and there, but not very many. So I've invested about 242 hours, about six weeks of time uh, of working time in this podcast and in, in just the recordings that doesn't count all that goes on you know, with the production and all of that, that the team does, that's just in, in the recording. And it sounds like an awful lot. Now, of course, that's spread over uh, four and a half years, but it's a big investment of time. And the reason that I have to continue doing that is because podcast episodes don't have the long shelf life that a book has. And so with my first book, Unstoppable Referrals, I invested about 35, maybe 40 hours to write that book. Um, I did it over the course of about a month and that book still produces for us every week. We get leads and we get clients through that book and we get good leads and good clients, well-qualified leads and clients from that 40 hours of work. So that's why I really like books, you know, and, and the way that they create leverage. It lasts a long time. I, I wrote that book in 2014. We're now in, as I record this 2021. So I've got seven years of return on that investment of about 40 hours to write that book. Pretty good trade, I think. Uh, Certainly a great trade in terms of dollars. And so if you had to pick a place to start, the first place I think I would start would be to write a book. And in that book, you would want to describe really three things. You'd want to describe the pain or the problem that your ideal prospects are feeling and the consequences that they, they suffer as a result of that. You'll want to describe the, the mechanism that you use to solve that problem for them. And then you want to paint a picture of what, what the amazing future is for them ahead once they have solved this problem, ideally with your help. And that makes for a great lead generating book when you put it together like that. And that can be done in a really short amount of time. In fact, you know, our team is, is standing by to help if you want help with that, but it doesn't have to take a long time to get that in place. That's the place to start, whether it's with a book or with a podcast or with a signature presentation, you want to capture your best ideas so that those ideas can go out and begin to do the selling for you to free you up to do other things. That's really what you're, you're getting with these tools is you're getting an extension of your ability to go do business development. You're getting a sales force that always works. It's always on duty and it's always giving your version of your ideas, your best ideas and how you help people. So the, the way to begin thinking about leverage, I think is to be thinking about business development. How can I create leverage in business development? So that's number one. So let's look at the the second way 
to begin putting leverage into your professional practice. All right, so the second way to begin thinking about creating leverage in, in your service business is to look at what can I do where I can work with more than one client at a time. And so my own example of this, uh, you know, the, the way we, we first started doing this was a number of years ago, we ran uh, workshops and once a quarter, we would have all of our clients fly in uh, to Orlando, really nice hotel. They would come in, they'd attend a workshop and I was able to work with, you know, with a half a dozen clients or more at once. And prior to that, I was working with all of our clients one-on-one. And I was actually really concerned that the clients wouldn't like to move to this kind of arrangement. But what we found was really, really surprising. The clients actually enjoyed getting together in the group and they made bonds within the group and relationships within the group. And they supported one another in the group in a way that they couldn't get when we were working one-on-one. And so it actually created, because we had all of that energy in the room and we had all of them together, the byproduct of that was we created something that you can't do one-on-one. Now, can every business move to that kind of a model? No. But the point is, you want to be thinking about what are the ways in which you can do that and how can you move closer to that? You know, there are certainly businesses where you have privacy concerns and, and confidentiality concerns that are going to preclude that. But there may be other ways that you can educate clients in kind of a one-to-many fashion. Maybe it's through a a client-only webinar where you're delivering updates that have to happen once a month or once a week or once a quarter, whatever the frequency is. Maybe, you know, there, there are ways where you can get the clients to interact where you're not dealing with with the confidential part of the relationship. There are lots of creative ways that you can begin to put this together. And in doing so, it gets you to the point where you're not repeating yourself quite so much. So one of the reasons that we set up this workshop program was I found that in my one-on-one work, I, I was on the phone all day long repeating myself over and over and over again. I was saying the same things, just to different people, you know, and after a while of that, you know, I, I kind of got bored of it. And I thought, well, let's put all of these people in the room. Now, the advantage of doing that is it forced me to really take all of the pieces of advice that I had been giving to clients individually and codify those and turn them into tools and templates and worksheets that would allow the client to begin to do some of the application of my specialized knowledge themselves. Now, they couldn't do it all, and they weren't going to do it at the level of mastery that that I was going to do it at, but at least they could even do some of the pre-work so that I could come in and do just the piece that was most important and really help them with that, that final strategy decision. So there are lots of ways you can think about doing this. Um, and there are huge advantages to it, both for you and for the client. So for the client, they, they typically get a lower cost. So to, to be a part of a group program, often they're going to you know, pay less than what they would pay you one-on-one, which is a great benefit for the client. The, the other thing that it tends to do, has done every time we've done a group program, is it increases your profit. Even though you're reducing the price that you're, the fee that you're charging, 
the amount of profit that you're able to reap from that generally increases. And we've seen that happen in every one of our programs. And so from a productivity standpoint, not only are we working with more than, than one person at a time, we're also making more money in that time. So that's a huge benefit to the business. Um, and then the third, which I already mentioned, is this benefit of the interaction with the group, which benefits the participants dramatically. They get tremendous value out of it. But it also benefits you because you get to see what the questions are as the group interacts. You get to see where they're not understanding things in a way that you won't see if you're only working one-on-one. So that, that's the second way to begin thinking about leverage. And there's lots of creative ways that you can begin to implement that in the business. So let's look at the third way to add leverage to the business. All right, so the, the third way to bring leverage into your business is the one that I think most service firm owners really dream about when they're laying awake at night. This is what they're thinking of. In fact, I remember having this conversation with a guy that I, I knew uh, about a decade ago, and he was running a software development firm, and they were doing staff augmentation for government agencies. You know, So they were doing nothing but selling their time for money. And they honestly probably weren't getting great rates for it. it. It was the traditional, what I call the professional services pyramid scheme, which is, you know, the way you make money most of the time in professional services is you, you get yourself to the point where you're the guy or the gal at the top, you own the firm, and then you bring two under you and they each bring two under them and they each bring two under them and everybody's got juniors, you know, and in doing so, each level is sort of skimming off the productivity of the level underneath them. And if you're at the top of that, you can do pretty well. You can make a nice living, but it's a difficult business to run because the margins are relatively thin and the labor costs are extremely high. So I was talking with this software developer, the owner of this firm, you know, and we had this two hour conversation on the holy grail of developing products in a professional service business. And they were working on a software product for a particular niche product or niche market that they had stumbled upon. Totally unrelated to what they were doing in their staff augmentation business, but they were using some of the development resources, you know, for some hours every week to build this product. And, you know, we talked about the, the challenges of making that shift because it, it re requires you thinking very, very differently, you know, about how you uh, value your expertise you know, and how you price your expertise, because when you productize it, generally the price is going to come down even further because you've encapsulated the expertise and it's no longer customizable. You know, one of the reasons that people pay so much to have a consultant work with them or a doctor or uh, a copywriter, or, you know, financial advisor is because you're going to take all of your expertise and you're going to look at their situation and you are going to then take all that you know about the science of what you do, and then you're going to apply the art specifically to their situation. Okay. And that's, that's the practice of, of the profession. Well, when you encapsulate it in a product, all of that additional added value, that customization is gone. And in return for that, the client, the customer is paying less and you are going to make 
hopefully significantly more profit because your time is no longer directly coupled to it. But the question is, how do you create products in something like, I don't know, accounting or architecture, you know, or in, you know, my old field in, in engineering and, and surveying, how do you create a, a product in something where it doesn't seem to be apparent, you know, or really lend itself to that? And there are, I think, two approaches that you can take here. The first is, is the easiest, although it's not the most, the most product-like. And the first is, is a productized service. And so what I mean by that is where you take one of the things that you do and you create that service in, a, in such a way. So you're still delivering the service. You still got people delivering the service, but it's a fixed scope. It's a fixed price there. You know, there's no a la carte option with it. It's not, um, you may customize pieces of it in the implementation, but you're not completely customizing the entire scope for you know, for each particular client. Um, if you look at our, our magnetic author program, where we'll write your book for you, that's a great example of a productized service where we've created a process. It's a, a five stage process to create your book. Um, when you work with us, you're getting that process. We're not going to go off and deviate from that process and you can't buy part of the process. You've got to buy the whole. And the reason for that is that you know, in doing it that way, I'm able to do what we used to do as a one-off and where everything was, was completely custom down, everything down to the proposal. And we've simplified it to the point where we know that 90 or 95% of the time, this is exactly what the client needs within that scope. We've allowed room for customization where it needs to be customized and only where it needs to be customized. You know, so the, even if the client has ideas about where they may want to go off on their own, we're the expert. We know better. We've eliminated those as options for them because they don't really need that to get the result they want. Okay. And what that allows me to do as the business owners, it allows me to build a team now who can execute all of those stages. And so it gives me leverage as we do that. Um, so that's one way to do it. Probably another great example of that would be, you know, like a, a basic tax return service for an accountant, you know, or for uh, an HR attorney or a business attorney, a package where you get, you know, all of your employee manual and, and all the other documents that you need to have employees, um, you know, contracts and things like that, that are sort of pre-done, templatized, lightly customized in each case, and then delivered to the, the client and productized services can be great. They really can allow you to, to get very, very good at delivering that service and build a team that will free you up to do it. So that's a really viable way for most service businesses to create some leverage. And if you think, you know, like the, the one that always get pushed back from on this would be like a doctor. And if you think doctors don't have productized services, you haven't been to a doctor's office recently because, you know, from my wife, for example, runs an ophthalmology clinic and at least the initial phase of the eye exam, it's not like the doctor's not going to see you, but they're going to do a very minimal part and they've productized and proceduralized all of the rest of that. It's got a fixed price. It's got a fixed scope. You go in and you, you're getting what you're, you're going to get and, you know, and then the doctor's going to apply their own little bit of customization to it. At the end, you're probably not going to see them for very long. 
you know, so it can be done, I think, in, in any profession. The other way to think about creating products is to take your, your unique knowledge and expertise and turn those into products. And a lot of ways to do that now, easier to do that now than ever before. We've talked about books already and how those can be used on a business, you know, from a business development standpoint. But you can take your unique knowledge and package it up and productize your knowledge and do that in books, in manuals, in training courses. And the, you can either go and sell that to your clients, or if you've got really successful processes and, and approaches to things, the better approach to, to uh, creating those knowledge products is to actually take them and go sell them to your competition. And you might think, well, why would I want to sell it to my competition? And the, the reason is that if you've got a really great way of accomplishing you know, a particular result for a client and you're able to go sell that to competitors, while it may sound like it's eroding your position, it's really not. You're going and taking a byproduct of the work that you do and you're using it to make money. The likelihood that they're going to be able to use that to then come take business from you is very, very small, particularly in our kinds of businesses, because most of the time people hire us because of who we are, not what we can do. All right. There are a million, you know, we work with a lot of financial advisors. There, there aren't a million. There are like 300,000 financial advisors in the United States. I can find a competent financial advisor, but I work with my financial advisor because of my relationship with them. So at the end of the day, that's what your clients are buying often. And so you can take your processes and your procedures and you can go sell them to the competition and never threaten your own business and, and your core business. But you have a way now to productize and create leverage out of, uh, out of what you're already doing. You just have to package it up and be able to sell it. Um, and you may be able to sell what you do at a lower level to customers or clients who couldn't maybe afford to work with you one-on-one -on -one or in a, a group setting. So a great example of that is um, our follow-up formula book. I took all of the templates we had been giving our clients you know, that I had created as one-offs for them because they'd ask, how do I follow up in this situation? And I've been doing this for years. So I had all of these examples and we'd figured out what really worked well. And we put that together in, in this book and now we sell the book. Uh, we did that with our Unstoppable Referrals launch pad. So for people who read the book, but really wanted a, a much more detailed um, sort of step-by-step -step beyond what I was able to share in the book, we had a, an entire course that took them through that. Um, and more recently for people who either don't want or aren't at a place where they're, you know, able to invest in our, our magnetic author program, which is a, a done for you way for us to write your book. You know, we've got, uh, what we call the author accelerator, which is, it's kind of a combination of a, a knowledge product and a training program. And it's a hybrid of the two that we take people through. And so there are lots of ways that, that you can think about adding leverage in. What I want you to take away from our conversation today is the thought pattern. Begin thinking about where can you plug leverage into the business? Where can you begin freeing up your time? And the first place to do that, I said at the beginning, I give you the first place to start. The first place to start is business development. First place to start is get a book done. 
I know it may sound a little self-serving because we've got a service that, that does that. We have a service that does that because it's the, the most effective way to create leverage in your business development. But um, whether you work with us or you do it on your own or you go work with somebody else, get a book done. Package up your knowledge and your expertise so that it can go out and do the selling for you. You'll immediately begin to free up time that'll allow you to create some of these other higher level ways to uh, deliver leverage in the business. So I'd say at this stage, I really would love to hear from you. We've been doing a few different episodes, a little bit different format, breaking some of these ideas down, trying to go a little bit deeper. And uh, I'd love to know if this is helpful, if uh, this is effective, if these are giving you any ideas that you actually want to use. And if so, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll do more topics like this. So send me an email, steve at unstoppableceo.net. And let me know what you think of these episodes. All right, let's see what's coming up at the Unstoppable CEO. So as I record this, we are a few weeks out from launching uh, the next cohort of of our Author Accelerator program. That's uh, uh, coming up here on October 12th. And if you're at a stage where you're ready to write that book and you're ready to create some leverage, then this might just be the program for you. This is a guided program. You'll be working with a small group of other entrepreneurs who are also writing their book. You'll be going through the process together. And the program is is set up and designed so that when we start together in October, you'll have your book at the beginning of the year. You'll be able to go into 2022 as an author and be able to use it out in your business development, use it to create that leverage going into next year and do it without a lot of complication, without a lot of stress, without having to spend just you know months and months and months and months trying to write the book. We're gonna make the whole process really easy for you. So if you're interested in that, what you need to do is you need to get on the waiting list. The folks on the waiting list will get first crack at uh, getting into the course. Uh, when we open it up, they'll have a couple of days head start and we've only got 10 spots. And so I'm expecting that those 10 spots will fill up. Uh, so you'll want to go to unstoppableceo.net slash accelerator and get on the wait list. And when you do, I've got a couple of little goodies we'll send you, some some uh, things that will help you begin to think about your book and, and the possibilities with it. Um, and so, uh, again, go to unstoppableceo.net slash accelerator and get on the wait list. And uh, I hope to see you inside the program. Mm-hmm.